You have reached the Geek Elite. Good luck. The future comes, and now my watch begins. It shall not end until my death. I shall miss no game, withhold no news, report all rumors. I shall wear no jerseys, and plead allegiance to no side. I shall live and die on my webpage. I am the word in the darkness. I am the watcher of the TV. I am the megaphone that informs the realms of geek. I pledge my hands and name to the Geeks Watch, for the Geeks and all the Geeks to come. Welcome back for another shift on the Geeks Watch. We are still talking about HBO's The Outsider, Season 1, Episode 7? Yes. 8. Please be 8. No, I think it was 7. No, was it? No, it was 8. <laughs> oh, yes, eight. you're right. It was yeah, eight. it was 8. Because Elizabeth thought it was the last episode. She's like, wait, does it end that way? Is no. that not cool? <laughs> you know, I was disappointed with the way Witcher ended its last its first season, so I was Yeah, but Witcher um, was guaranteed to have two seasons, so Yeah. Valid. Yeah, it's fair. So uh yes, we're gonna be talking about the latest episode of The Outsider Foxhead, which was I I enjoyed the episode. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, eh. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. I have issues with their plan. Oh Some yeah. Ethical issues with their plan. A lot of ethical, lot of ethical issues ethical with their issues. plan. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. So before we do that, though, as always, we're going to talk about the week's watch. So, John, what is on your week's watch? Um, well, I haven't had a chance to finish it, but I went back and started rewatching Star Trek The Next Generation. Oh, my goodness. From season why? one. Why? Um, you know, I, <laughs> I never really watched. Like, when it came out, I was still kind of young. I was always, you know, I've always been more of a Star Wars guy. Uh, no. And I always. You kinda, don't say. I, I definitely feel like I made fun of the Trekkers or Trekkies. Because um, that was just like not the kind of sci-fi that I rolled with. Like I definitely like the more sci-fantasy than the actual science fiction. Yeah. Mm. So as I got older and wiser and my tastes, you know, was a little more well-developed, mm. I started to appreciate Trek. But I don't like what Trek's become. How do you feel? How, I thought wait. you guys liked the new shows. I didn't. I don't like Discovery. Discovery I don't, I don't was. Think it's no. Stephen likes it. Stephen likes uh. Discovery, and he likes Picard. He really likes Picard. And oh, I've been okay. hearing some really bad things about Picard. From I've been hearing both. Like because yeah. people like it's 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 heavily nostalgia. Like it it doesn't okay. really go into the whole what next generation was of. We can solve every problem with talking and being diplomatic about it. Like that was kind of that was the well. I mean, that's kind of what it is. Like no, yeah, that's pure fantasy. That's the fantasy. Because now, now it seems like Picard is is more like even though he's what eighty years old, he's running around doing action stuff, and it's like yeah, like there's like all kinds of violence and explosions and decapitation. It's also super violent from what I've seen. Like it's very gory. Because, um, you know, the, the format that they're in now, they're not as restricted as TV. But anyway, so... because <laughs> um, yes, they're on CBS All Access. Yes, um, they can say the F word. Yeah. Um, 
I so I went back and I started watching from episode one. I'm only like I want to say two thirds, maybe three quarters of the way through uh, season one. And I gotta say, man, that show was like so quaint in comparison. <laughs> you know, from like the budget to the special effects to the costumes, it's it's just so like it. It definitely feels like it's from a different time. It, it's it's it feels just I don't know, just really weird going back to it. But at the same time, it's also kind of comforting. And I was like, oh, like it, it's like going back to an old sh- like nursery rhyme or something. <laughs> like it's just something about it just hits a different kind of nostalgia I didn't really know I had for something like that. Um, and I'll tell you this much: two things have come out of it so far. Uh, one, um, your love for Tasha Yar. Tasha Yar, yes, definitely. I, I like them. Uh, she had the the I want to speak to your manager haircut before it was cool. <laughs> it's true. Um, but she would also like judo throw you on the ground and punch you in the face kind of thing. Yes, she was very tough, uh, <laughs> which was really cool for a couple of those storylines. Now, speaking of which, my favorite episode so far from the first season, um, I forget the exact name, but it's the one where they go to a world where it's a matriarchy. So all the women are like super tall and gorgeous, like model looking women with the big 80s hair. <laughs> and all the men are like, you know like five two and shorter and they're made to wear rompers uh-huh and uh you mean romp hymns <laughs> romp hymns <laughs> so yeah and so it you know while they're there to kind of settle things diplomatically they make Riker wear one of these rompers with like a super low cut neckline mm-hmm. <laughs> so he's barrel chested with like this full mat of like a bear rug of chest hair and yet he's still like feels like the most masculine thing in the room even in spite of this super demeaning thing that he's being made to wear so like i don't know like that just was like wow you know just if if you're confident you know what you're doing then you don't it's just i don't know just making me a a whole different appreciation for Riker. i mean it was it was interesting that like you know we get into next generation and Riker takes over the place of of kirk like he's he's the one that's always leading the team the away team he's the one that's nailing anything that moves and boy does he (laughs) (laughs) he's unrestrained in that aspect also when i was younger and i would watch the next generation i kind of felt for wesley uh, you know will wheaton's character right now as an adult i'm like okay i get it (laughs) you get why people were annoyed with wesley i was like shut up wesley (laughs) i was like yeah damn annoying guys it's a whole like you know just it's amazing what time in perspective will do you know for something like that and finally also because i was recently uh suffering from what could have been the coronavirus i don't know i just know that i nearly died recently um i was drinking a lot of hot tea and because of the next generation i decided to give earl gray a try and now i'm kind of addicted I just, I can't stop drinking I mean, drinking there are it. far worse addictions. Oh, great. It's great. <laughs> it is. So, yeah, like, I just, like, every time I take a sip and I just, like, enjoy this, the, the you know, citrusy smell, I just think to myself, bergamot. <laughs> and it's just, it's just delightful while I'm, uh, you know, at work and feeling those uh, hot tea fluids drip down my throat. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, that was my 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 continuing week's watch is uh, continuing Trek marathon. So 
as you go forward, are you going to do all eight seasons? That is the plan, yes. Okay. I want to go through these. I've been going about one or two episodes a night um, when I can, but there's been a couple where I just you know can't really focus. <laughs> um, I actually had to rewatch a few episodes because at some point I realized I don't remember anything that happened. I was like, wow, did I just completely space out through this? Well, when I was trying to do that, because I remember after the 2009 J.J. Abrams movie came out, I was like, you know what? I I really, this is a real big hole in my geek knowledge. Like, I I hadn't watched any Star Trek Mm -hmm. to that point, other than Enterprise. So I was like, I would go back and rewatch everything. So I went and started with the original series. Got through all three seasons of that. I think it's four. Okay, four seasons of that. But there might only be three on Netflix. I, you, there was something weird like that back in the day. I don't know if they ever fixed that. Okay. Either way, I got through everything that was on Netflix for the original series. Then I started on The Next Generation. I got through like five seasons and I was like, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> like, and, and that was the thing. I had to keep re-watching episodes because I just zoned out during like It was just not exciting to me. You know what, though? That's true. The first three seasons are real slog. Yeah. I, I, I do remember that, that the, the writing was kind of all over the place. They hadn't really found their footing. And right around season three and four is when they really hit their stride. And it just, it, it definitely gets better. But uh, yeah, no, I, there's there's a few that are just really, really forgettable in the first season. Like when they go to the African-American planet, <laughs> I'm like, oh, this did not age well. <laughs> uh, and then I... I I, well, I actually started with Enterprise because chronologically, that's the way that works. Like that Archer comes before Kirk and then Kirk comes before Picard. This is true, yes. So I watched it that way. And the, the plan was to then watch uh, Janeway and Cisco, but never made it past Next Generation. So You know what, though? The, they're such different shows, though, in their own right, even though they're still Trek. Like, I always consider Deep Space Nine to be so boring. Really? Because it's so much more politics than and a lot less action. And see, all I ever hear is that, because Cisco is, is Deep Space Nine, right? Yes. Yeah, like that he's a man of action. Like he's interesting. He is, but like... The rest what, of the space what, station is not? Yeah, I mean, and that's what it is. It's a space station, so like... It's already different. You're not traveling through. Yes. It's, it's, you're the waypoint. Right. Uh, I mean, they do some traveling. What does eventually happen as you go further into that series is you get the Dominion War, and that's where all the action is. But by that point, I mean, you're either in it for the long haul or you've checked out long before you get to that. <laughs> I mean, you'd watch. I'd watch it just for cool meaning, right? Yeah, I guess so. Engineer... What's the engineer's name? What's it? What's his name? O'Brien. O'Brien. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he carried over along with Worf from the Next Generation. Yeah. Um, so, what are you watching it on? Are you watch on CBS All Access? Uh, no, I don't have that one. I've been watching it on Netflix. So it's all on Netflix. It's, or Next Generation is all on Netflix. That one is. I think that one and the original series are all on Netflix. Okay. Now you I, know what's a real. <laughs> the real chore for me was when I wanted to watch the. Um, original series movies oh because man that first movie like wow made me want to quit yeah every like just like well through star trek that was the the thing was that it was supposed to be every even one up until first contact like all the even ones were good and all the odd ones were bad yes uh that i, I would say that the first contact is still like relatively good no first contact is 
the best. Like, it's the best one out of all of them. Yeah. But then they, after that, it was two stinkers, and then that, that series was ruined. Yep. Yeah, because Insurrection was bad and Nemesis was bad. Dude, Insurrection felt like it was uh, like shot for TV, and they just decided to release it theatrically. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was like, yeah, let's just put it out there. They'll see it. Apparently, the Picard show has a lot to do with Nemesis, though. Well, yeah, it's um, all of the events that happened in the movies carry over because Nemesis had a lot to do with um, the Romulans, mm-hmm. um, Kirk's clone that Tom was Hardy. played by Tom Hardy. Yeah. yeah. Back when he was just a wee lass, he was such a <laughs> he was small. So little, thin in that, yeah, like, it was weird. <laughs> yeah, so back, uh, he uh, his clone basically took over and killed like the High Council of Romulus and became like High Praetor or whatever they call their leader. And I, I went to the theater and saw this movie. I have, wow, I, I remember none of this. Yeah, <laughs> I don't remember anything from that movie other than the. No, no, that was. I remember. I remember. I was gonna say the Borg, but that's first contact. No, that was first contact. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, Data having a brother. Yes. Um, Lore. Fa- uh, no. No, Lore is the old one. Lore is the pro. Uh, no, B four. B four. That's the name of the 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 uh, <laughs> the the, so the hitherto unknown third or second brother of Data. Yeah. Um, which they never explain where he came from or how he was obtained or how he ended up there. He's just parts. It was just the there, yeah. yeah. Um, in some unknown planet. Um, yeah, if you're ever down to spend like 30 minutes just to reminisce, you should watch the uh, Red Letter Media review of, uh, of uh, what was that one? Um, what was that one called? Nemesis? Nemesis, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do a pretty Which good job. Which is the reason why Resident Evil down. couldn't use the word Nemesis in their second movie. Oh, really? Because that movie came out. Oh, uh, because Star Trek was already out? Yeah, Star Trek Nemesis already t- took, had already taken it. That's. You know what? It, it was a bad movie anyway, so either <laughs> and, way. And if you want to learn more about Red Letter Media, you should read John's article on our website. That's right. Uh, my uh, Best of YouTube, Volume 1. I'm working on Volume 2 right now. This one is going to be a ladies edition. Oh, is it? You have oh, the uh, right perspective for the ladies. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I feel or like it, I should edit this one. <laughs> or is it more that it's the ladies that you like? It's the... Well, yeah, they're female content creators. Right. It, that you like. That I like their content. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Okay. Yes. It's not that it's you're not making okay. a decision for the ladies of what they should go watch. Oh, no, no, no. Okay. No. I mean... Just like, wait a second. I feel like the stuff I recommend is unisex. It just skews more towards males, but this is strictly female... Content creators. Content creators. One of them who just recently became a female. Okay. Uh, so there's oh. some interesting stuff going on on that one. Uh, and yeah, look forward to that one coming out pretty soon. Okay. So the two of you were pretty <laughs> yeah. quiet throughout that whole discussion. Did you just have nothing to in, to come Literally up with Star nothing. Trek? <laughs> Chris Pine. That's great. Chris Pine. <laughs> <laughs> That's about it. I've so, only seen the Abrams. And oh no, I did try to watch Next Generation because I remember my mom watching it when I was a kid. And of course, I always went over my head. But I think I got three episodes in before I realized I was doing what John was doing and just not even knowing what the heck was going on. <laughs> so I was like, this is clearly not for you. Uh, I know I've watched Next Generation episodes and yeah. I know I've watched Deep Space Nine episodes. Yeah. I couldn't tell you anything other than Captain Picard. 
and that would be it and oh the 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 lady in the purple with the curly hair yes boom there we go <laughs> lady in the purple with the curly hair she was a psychiatrist i think oh which is why she troy. sticks in my mind troy, yeah. yeah yeah there you go deanna troy counselor troy yeah, yeah counselor troy. okay so no literally just nothing to contribute yeah. to, that, to that conversation that's fair Got nothing then moving on to you, Elizabeth, what did you do for your week's watch? So this week was exceptionally busy for me. So about the only thing I managed to get in was Tuesday night's Democratic debate um, because I just find it my obligation to at least have it on if it's not what I'm focused on. Um, and apart from all the politics, I mean, because I mean, that could be its whole own thing, but... Uh, The thing that drove me the most crazy, and I don't understand why this production decision is made, but they basically, and it keeps happening in debates, they just basically leave the moderators to their own devices to try and get these people to stop talking when their time's up. Mm -hmm. And I don't understand why they don't just cut their mics. You know, yes, you got to give them to the end of their sentence. That, That makes sense. But if they start another sentence... You have the, con- I, I'm assuming somebody is sitting in the control booth that could literally just hit mute. Um, and particularly, it was really big in Tuesdays. Everybody was talking over each other. You could not, I could not track who was saying what, what was being said. And the poor moderators, like, a, how do you control something like that? I mean, you're 7-1. Like, there's, there's literally no way for you to enforce those rules on your own. And I, so I just don't understand why the production team doesn't make some sort of decision to help the moderators out in those kinds of debates because it, as a viewer in particular, it became exceptionally annoying on all parts because I just, mm. I, there are rules. You're supposed to follow those rules. No. And that was irrelevant. <laughs> There's so. apparently no rules in democracy. No rules. No <laughs> rules in, in debates, in presidential no. debates. So that was my big hang up on Tuesday. I was like, somebody help these poor moderators out because what, what are they supposed to do? Like, they, <laughs> stop talking. St- stop talking. <laughs> Literally, I'm telling you to stop. Like, they can't go up there and stop them. Can, so, can they, like, throw something on them? <laughs> well, I mean, the tomatoes. With- Bring back the throwing tomatoes at politicians. I like, mean, then you get into all sorts of assault issues, but in battery issues. But you know, it's just tomatoes don't hurt anybody. <laughs> just, harm is not required. No, no. Uh, just contact. And even if you're bad at throwing as a moderator, the imminent threat of contact. I mean, she just printed all sorts of issues with the tomatoes option. But yes, yeah. yeah, so that was my big my big hang up and it it is kind of interesting to see how the dynamics shift over time with debates with the addition of Bloomberg and the ever changing number of people on the stage and you know I'm always curious as to what's going on with those who are still running technically their candidacies mm-hmm. are still open but who are not on the stage yeah. um so all of that is is very interesting but so I watched democratic debate so would you have a idea of who was the winner, quote unquote, of the night? Ooh. Um, so generally speaking, um, the so I don't particularly have an opinion. I it was more clear to me who was under the most fire, which would have been um, 
both Bloomberg and Sanders uh, for obvious reasons. Most of the political pundits in general seem to be in a relative consensus that um, Warren and Buttigieg both had really great nights. Hmm. Biden had an exceptionally good night for his standards. Um, Not necessarily that he overall was great, better than everybody else on the stage, but that he performed better than he normally did. Um, Bloomberg certainly did better than he did in the last debate in Nevada, but that's not hard. <laughs> yeah. Because um, that was, he, he really didn't have to try too hard to be better than he had been in Nevada. Um, it was almost a little refreshing for me to finally, I mean, Sanders has been the front runner now for several weeks and everybody's been kind of ignoring him on the debate stage to go after Bloomberg, which doesn't make a whole lot of sense, but everybody has different political decisions that they make in those kinds of contests but yeah so probably warren and Buttigieg did the best of the evening sanders i mean sanders and bloomberg sanders did perfectly fine that's not to say but he was definitely under fire so it's hard to be it's hard to come out looking the best at the end of the night when you've been under attack all night Mm -hmm. you know um and then tom steyer did exactly and amy klobuchar did exactly what they were supposed to do and needed to do for their for their campaigns. So, did you have a big takeaway from the the whole the whole event? It's definitely becoming clear that the the question is coming down to does the progressive wing of the party or the moderate wing of the party prevail in hmm. this primary? Um, and which end of that of the party will be most likely able to succeed against Trump. Because okay. that, that seems to be the general... That, that's the one thing everybody in the Democratic Party can seem to agree on, at least, is they just want whoever can beat Trump. Whatever that means. <laughs> um, and everybody has different opinions about how you do that. Um, mm-hmm. But, I mean, Warren holds herself out as a, as a progressive, and, and her policies are certainly very progressive. But Bernie Sanders basically has the progressive half of the party yeah. laying to himself. The moderates, the moderates, quote unquote, are all, you know, duking it out amongst each other. So it'll be interesting to see after tomorrow in the Carolina, South Carolina um, primary, kind of how it all shakes out. And I think we'll see, particularly obviously after Super Tuesday, we'll see yeah. things start to really move. But And what did you think about... Bernie Sanders' uh, statement about the schooling in Cuba. Debate stages are not the place to try and have nuanced conversations. You have 90 seconds, maybe two minutes, to get your point across. And I think I get where he's going with what he's trying to say and the distinctions he's trying to draw. I don't necessarily agree with them um one it definitely is a hard line to hold during an election particularly for your down ballot um counterparts who might be running in places like florida where you know you just there are huge chunks you know everybody's everybody's got everybody in the country has their one thing that you you just can't support or i can't support you Mm -hmm. um 
everybody's got that issue for them. And in Florida, one of the big issues is Cuba. Mm-hmm. So one, I think the biggest thing is, is you can't, you can't make nuanced, you can't have nuanced discussions like that on a debate stage. Debate stages are for soundbite quips that can be, you know, digestible bites of information about policy or about stances. The general, the general viewer can't digest everything in a nuanced conversation like that in as short a time as they give them. So that to me was my biggest thing is whether or not he wants to make that distinction because I mean he made it in in a 60 minute interview and he in a couple other interviews and okay interviews might be the place to make that distinction where the you're sitting with a reporter and the reporter you know particularly if the reporter is willing to flush it out with you what exactly you mean you can make those statements there but on a debate stage where the whole point for the moderator is to get you to disagree on each other and draw bright line distinctions Hmm. nuanced conversations aren't (laughs) aren't available so that was my big thing is i think it was the wrong place to try and have that discussion okay Hmm. there you go the democratic debate live from where was it vegas no No, this south carolina south carolina was south that's right uh was past tuesday so yes Mm -hmm. you probably find that online Either one of you have anything you wanted to say about the debate issues? Nothing? I haven't really kept up with it, but um, I have been hearing that Bloomberg's been trying to make some moves. (laughs) (laughs) You are absolutely correct. And if you've been anywhere on social media, you've probably come across some of his ads. Billions of dollars. Yeah, the billions of dollars that he's spent on ads. Yeah. And I don't typically watch debates basically for the reason that Elizabeth said, how they just end up talking over each other, not even listening, and just kind of, I just rather read about their points than hear them talk about it sometimes. That's fair. And I also tend to wait till it's closer to where I actually have to vote, so. (laughs) (laughs) I let The Daily Show just summarize it for me. And it will do that. Yeah. It will do that. Uh, Okay, Jessica, what did you have for your week's watch? I... Watched a movie with my mom. It was it's a movie. I think it's been out for over a year now um, on Amazon Prime. Uh, Late night with Emma Thompson and Mindy Kaling. 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 Okay. Um, I really really enjoyed it. It's about you know Emma Thompson is this older woman running a late night show. Her ratings are dramatically dropping, and so she kind of sort of desperately has basically the first woman who walks in hired as a writer and. That's Mindy Kaling's character, and it's really hilarious, really well-written comedy. Talked about some serious topics of, like, women in the workforce, especially in a man's game, because, of course, the entire writing team was white males, so, and Mindy Kaling comes in and, um, and doesn't, and she doesn't even really have a background in comedy at all. She worked at, like, a chemical plant before, and Emma Thompson's amazing in it. She's pretty amazing in everything, and it's just really well written, directed, and written by women too. So, it's yeah, good. it's a it's a definitely a good it's movie. Great. It was it came out, yeah, it did come out about a just over a year ago. Yeah. Um, I do remember like like really liking the fact that it didn't become the romantic comedy that it almost did, but it gave me just enough of it to be satisfied. <laughs> like That's that fair. that little ending was all I needed with the two of them, because right. like throughout the whole thing, I'm like. 
are they hinting that these two are going to get together? Like, are they, <laughs> or is that just me? Cause I like look for that in every movie I watch, like who's going to get together. But, um, but no, you just got like a little snippet at the end and you're like, yeah, that's, that's perfect. That's all you need. That's all you need. <laughs> this did not need to be like a rom-com. It really was about like females in the workplace. It really was about that. And then also like females aging within Hollywood and mm-hmm. stuff like that and dealing with clinical depression too. I thought it was really good showing of clinical depression and what that can look like. Uh, I'm trying to remember because it was part of my 365 last year. Right. Um, I know she almost, does she, does she take the job with Seth Meyers or does she not take the job with Seth Meyers? She doesn't take it, but she was going to because she right. got, yeah. I mean, she was, was, she got a job offer with Seth Meyers. Like, of course she was going to take it, but. But she decided to go back, back to M. Okay. Yeah. Well, after. She apologizes. Yeah. After and, she apologizes in the way through, like, how do you not go back? Like, <laughs> um, I, it was interesting to me cause I thought it, I, it very much came up, came off as the, the whole Jay Leno Conan O'Brien thing mm-hmm. where Emma was playing a version of Jay Leno. Like obviously she, they, they, it's more, the movie's more about being a woman in Hollywood and yeah. also a woman aging, but like her being the older comic doing a show and also getting pushed out by the, the network because yeah, the younger comic that's going to come in right. to replace her, which was by a really funny guy. And I can't remember the actor's name. Was it, Oh, what's his name? Because he's also on... He's worked with Mindy Culling before on her other show. On uh, the Mindy show? The Mindy Project? Yeah, the Mindy Project. He's one of the nurses. He's a male nurse on the Mindy Project. Let me see. Uh, Ike Barinholtz? I have the cast up. It was Ike Barinholtz. That's right. Who was on... He was on... Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's on the Oath. And yeah, like, yeah. And he just played this like total douchey comedian. Like, yeah. I just... When they show his clips, I'm just like, in no way. Like, no way this is popular. Like, they were just... <laughs> horrible jokes yeah. just horrible frat boy jokes and this guy's making millions you're like are you kidding me but that was also the thing was like he was a he wasn't even like a regular stand-up he was a youtube star like he was just a a, a streamer yeah kind of thing like, yeah kind of like bo burnham or yeah 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 so uh did anybody else get a chance to check that movie out no Mm-mm. no that's very good do you, do you watch it. a lot of mini stuff like i know she i mean there was the mini project she was uh, an executive producer and writer on the office yeah well, I've, I've written the office um the mini project i've watched like the first few seasons of um i liked it i just dropped off for a while and just never picked it back up but no i, I honestly just watched this because my mom had wanted to watch it and because oh someone's car uh, yep, audience, that is coming on this end, not on your end, so yeah. don't worry about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, and it just, it seemed funny, and it, and, you know, and it seemed really femme forward and seemed unique, so we were like, yeah, let's go ahead and watch this movie on a girl's night, I guess. There you go. <laughs> uh, okay, that is on Amazon Prime. Yes. Because it was actually an Amazon original. Yes, so, it is. Yeah. Uh, went to the theaters and then went to straight to Amazon Prime. Uh, for my week's watch, I actually have two things. So I watched, uh, I caught up on The Good Doctor. I don't know if anybody else is watching it on ABC. Ooh, I watch a few episodes here and there. Okay. Um, well, I hope I don't spoil anything for you or if uh, you don't it'll care. Be fine. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like, I like medical procedurals. I, I just, in general, and I think that show is particularly good because i think freddie highmore does a really good job mm-hmm. um 
playing this unique doctor. Uh, one of the background stories that is overall encompassing of the show is him and his romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. First, the show started off with him first kind of having feelings for Leah and she was his neighbor and she was quirky and it was very different for him. So he, he just didn't know what to do about that. They almost like ran away together too once. Yeah. yeah. And then, then she just came, she came back and then she left and then she came back from Pennsylvania and then he ends up getting into a relationship with another doctor, Carly, the lead pathologist of the hospital. And she had a younger sister who also had autism. So she kind of understood how to mm-hmm. interact with him and stuff like that. And in this latest episode, they, the writers and their brilliance decided uh, Carly is going to figure out that... that oh, what is the doctor's name? What is Freddie Highmore's name? It is... The, nope. No. Uh, I can't Simon? remember. S- maybe? Spencer? Spencer? Anyway, that's it. Riker. No, Sean. Sean Spencer. No. Sean Sean Murphy. Murphy. Thank you. So, Sean, she realizes that Sean actually does have feelings for Leah because they were all at karaoke together and he was singing a little too much with her, with Leah instead of with Carly and... That the whole thing, and then he goes at the end of the episode. He goes and he he's like, okay, I, I have to go tell Car or Leah my feelings for mm-hmm. for her because that's what Carly said I had to do. Like after she broke up with him, and Car- <laughs> Leah's still like, yeah, I still don't have a romantic relation like feelings toward you. You're kind of more brother to me than anything. Yeah, and it's just I was like, I don't understand why they decided to go with this particular like. I understand the whole will they won't they like it's a the the thing from friends but yeah. like I feel like they could have went something different with this one like get into a relationship with the person that's understanding I, you know compliments you I don't you know I kind of sort of find it annoying that you can't be friends with the opposite sex sometimes like especially in like Hollywood and stuff like oh, you yeah. can have such a good strong relationship <laughs> with someone of the opposite sex and not want to have sex with them like it's you you know there's so many different versions of soulmates there's that like friend that you never want to leave your side that knows everything about you and then there's also you know the one that your partner your relationship like why do you have to put like there's different levels of love and yeah it's all strong love but it's not necessarily romantic like it's brotherly or whatever Mm -hmm. and so yeah it really seems like Leia 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 confused him i think <laughs> she just got jealous well i mean of, the, this the whole thing is that he doesn't quite understand those emotions anyway yeah because so. he's you know he's autistic so yeah. he, emotions really go like he's really you can see every episode that's my favorite aspect of it is it's a really good interpretation yeah. of autism like really well-written autism and it shows how he's growing emotionally but it's also showing that he can't do everything and he's never going to be able to do everything emotionally and, and then that's okay and that's okay. And yeah, mean, that and is perfectly okay. Has, yeah. He, he uses his particular yeah. but, you know, thing that to, to is help what, him be a great yeah, doctor. Yeah, exactly. That's what makes him such a great doctor. And this is something, you know, I have one of my um, cousins is Spectrum. And so this is such a great show to show him to be like, look, you can be normal. Because, of course, there there is or you can do things within your Spectrum. Right. You know, then because they do have doubts and stuff because they're not what's considered normal. Right. But sometimes what's. There is no normal, mm-hmm. you know. 
Yeah. No. I mean, I, I do. I do like the show for most of the part, but then there. But like exactly yeah, what you but, were saying with the whole. Uh, <laughs> You can't just have a relationship with the person of the opposite sex. They're doing that with the other two doctors, the uh, the the person that's leading their team, the Hispanic Latino doctor, mm-hmm. guy doctor, and then the African American female doctor. Mm-hmm. Like the two of them, she's like, we just like to hang out. Like we're we're friends. We we go running in the morning and stuff like that. But now it's inappropriate because we're of opposite sex. Like it's it's a weird thing that they're and now they're trying to sneak around to be friends like they yeah, keep like, saying the word platonic obviously the writers are going to make it so that the two of them eventually hook up but yeah it's it's like that's it's just annoying. lazy yeah it's very lazy and it's not realistic anymore like. <laughs> now the other show oh that's on abc the other show i watched i watched the first episode of and i am not going to go back to so oh. if anybody oh. saw the trailer for a new hulu original show called utopia falls uh, no, it is it is a dystopian future where you know people are living inside of a uh, area that is cordoned off from the rest of the world because they're supposedly being like some of the only people that are left. Everything kind of like all the power went out one one day. So people were ruthless, and then now there's this <laughs> area that's utopian and stuff like that. Well, it's also a dance competition show. <laughs> what? Yeah. Like what? Again? Exactly. So I was like, Utopian or not the dystopian? Yes. Just making I, me want to watch cool. this. I'm I'm in for this. And then all of a sudden, uh it's like they take the worst part of the Hunger Games because they're like, okay, uh, kids from different sectors all get picked, and then they have to go to yes. this thing called Exemplar, and then they have uh-huh. to dance in the competition to then bring uh 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 honor to their sector and stuff like that. I dance. I don't know. I'm not juggling. <laughs> I mean, that sounds stupid enough that now I kind of want to watch just it. It's a general talent show. It was, I just didn't understand. Well, okay, so it really could be just a general talent show because then it could be about how the arts are the most important thing for the utopian civilization. <laughs> and then it's like, which art is the best? Could have worked. No, just it's, dancing. It's all dance and everybody dances. Like, is it it's, different kinds of dancing? Is it like this section so does salsa dancing in this the, section? That's the thing with the show. By the time you get to the end of the first episode, uh, the kids so so the kids that get picked from the different sections they have to go off to essentially dance camp it's what it is they have to dance learn dance camp they have to go to dance camp they have to learn uh, certain um, dance moves from the counselors that are there or the teachers that are there they can get cut at any point and uh, if they're not good enough or be living up to it and at one night they all get a different um they all get a invitation to come out to a secret location on the, on the grounds. Don't tell anybody. And then you you get there and they're all just kind of having a good time. But then a couple of them break off and they find a secret building that's there. Like for whatever reason. Now the one the one kind of main girl, she is the daughter of the like main guy kind of, like one of the main people of the council of this community. Okay. okay. So the guy that she's with puts his hand up to the plate and it doesn't open, but she puts her hand up to the plate and it opens. The door opens. So DNA, maybe? Don't know. She They go into this room and it's like a, it's got Snoop Dogg as a voice, as a, you know, the curator of this oh museum. 
and you're just you, really making me want to watch this crap. I know, you're like, you've sold me so hard you're on so this already. You're selling me. It's so it's bad. It's so bad. I have to watch so, it. So, like, every time she says something in this room, like, the voice answers to her, like, oh, this is a library, you know, it, this is all the things. It's thing. a library, And she's yo. like, oh, I need, what about music? And then it's like, oh, you want to learn about music? Here are all the different types of music. And it starts, like, populating, like, country, rock. And she's like, what's country? What's rock? And then <sighs> finally it gets to hip hop. And it's like, what's hip hop and it just starts playing oh, it but starts they playing. dance what do they dance to do it's, they dance to freaking mozart because it's not mozart it's more like it's it's more just like interpretive music so it's all interpretive <laughs> dance kind of <Yes>. stuff um <laughs> so really man, like interpretive instrumentals i hope they do like a Yu-Gi-Oh trap What's card situation <laughs> and somebody bust out All the lombardo so so they start playing um, wally when the notorious big I think that's who it is. But like, it's just so the production value, especially in the CGI department, is amazing. Like, I when the first they first started the show, like most of this is green screen, and I'm like, they paid quite a good. Then you realize there are absolutely no names in this show. There is not one person. You and I understand that some people don't watch as much TV as I do, so they wouldn't notice a lot of names and people. Anyways, I watch a lot of people, and I watch a lot of a lot of shows, a lot of movies. I recognized absolutely nobody. They're all getting paid scales. So They're they all getting paid nothing, so yeah. that the rest of the money for this show is going towards production. So where is this show again? It's on Hulu. <laughs> all right, Hulu. It's a Hulu original. Uh, okay. I'm 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 guessing the whole first season has dropped. Uh, but I only watched the first episode and I was done. Like it, this was, bad. it's like it took all the worst parts of the Hunger Games and it's like not that I thought Hunger Games was all that great in the first place, but it took hey, the hey, worst hey. part. Yeah, it's not good. The books are better. Uh, the books are better. <laughs> books I'll are give you better. that. You but can, you books can, are always better. You can though. replace the sadness of this show with uh, Altered Carbon season two, which just dropped. Did you? Oh, okay. I was gonna say you haven't watched it yet. No, I haven't. Oh yeah, I haven't watched it yet. We need to watch. Yeah, that. we're gonna. We're gonna have to talk about that. Yeah. Uh, so yes, we'll, uh, that show. I I advise not going near it. But everybody else, if no. you, you want to no. check that out, you go right ahead. My next geeks watch. <laughs> I watch. I binged I watched all, the entire I mean, season. You did watch soundtrack and. I only cheer? watched 45 minutes or, of soundtrack. Oh, sound- no, I haven't watched Cheer. It is on my list. I've heard great things I, about that, though, which is weird. I watched the uh, the SNL skit about Cheer. Uh. <laughs> that's what made me watch. <laughs> what was the soundtrack and what was the other one? I don't, Somebody's I think was, playlist. Oh, that's right. So it's two different things. Oh, Zoe's, yeah. It's yeah, Zoe's playlist. Oh, but it was kind but of that, the same Zoe's thing. playlist is good. Yeah. That's good. Uh, so those were my week's watch. Hulu and ABC. Cool. Let's get into The Outsider. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Episode 8, Foxhead. So, we got to see a lot of the El Cuco. Okay, yeah, that's cool. That's cool? That the, you don't seem very excited about that. I freaking that. hated the noises. <laughs> it's just, right? It was so really... freaking stereotypical, just like, ooh, he's really chomping. A har, har, har. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> very <laughs> animalistic. Yeah, I know, and I think that's what annoyed me. I don't know. It's Now it's just cliche. That's fair. I mean, what, I at least they didn't show it. Yeah. Can, can I say what my biggest problem with this sure, episode was? Sure, let, let's hear it. I really hate that their entire plot, their entire idea or plan is to just wait for a child to die. 
<laughs> like that really bugged. Like not one of them was like, shouldn't we maybe try to stop? Like shouldn't one of us? <laughs> but what are you exactly? Try are they to, trying? To, you have no know, idea where he's at. Still, there wasn't even anybody mentioning. Hey, so we're just sitting here waiting for some kid to get freaking eaten and killed. Nobody addresses the elephant in the room. Exactly, that's, your problem. that's my problem. <laughs> I had less. None of these people seem to have an issue with it. Was my other problem. I think it's more of resignation to the fact that they can't do anything. Yeah, about it. exactly. Because they don't no, know what they're dealing they, with. They've done everything they can by putting Jake me. on, uh, at putting the APB out on Jake. Yeah. and all of that yeah. stuff. I had less ethical issues with that than I did like. Well, I'll just call them. I'll just call over across state lines and tell them to hold yeah, this guy no, for me. That doesn't work. <laughs> on no just, grounds. They just actually do it. Well, that is a thing that actually does happen. It I just know, really but bothers it's me just like, it oh, God, this should not I mean, happen. This should you, not. You should yeah, not just hold somebody for State no troopers from Georgia call up the state troopers in Tennessee and say, hey, if you see this guy, please just hold him. Yep. Yep. That and, happens. But it, it also it does happens, give a great so... alibi for him. Like, he <laughs> no, could I not mean, be killing that child because he was in jail. The, I don't... The The flaw is not in their logic mm-hmm. on that one. <laughs> they have logic flaws in other areas, but they don't have... That is, that is solid logic. It just really bothers me because it, it's like, everybody's okay with that. Everybody's <laughs> yeah. just really okay with that. Um, except for the brother who manages to get himself landed in jail, even though well, he's in anger management. He was that was just dumb Grabs of him. Up. Like he kept telling him, "Like don't, dude, <laughs> relax. I'm okay. I the, just needed you to come here and bail, get me, and kind of thing." The freaking puzzle. That oh, he, I yeah. don't know what it is. I never looked at it. I was like, "You bought it, didn't you? Like, how do you not like <laughs> notice that there's?" <laughs> Like I get the maybe point, maybe he was he's trying to put the put it together without looking like maybe he just no he straight the, up said he didn't know what it was at all right that's what I'm saying maybe he like tried to put it together but without how looking. did he buy it without looking I'm not, at I'm it I'm not like, sure he bought it someone else might have because because it sounds like the house was their parents' house oh okay I was just, like how did you not like and they just got accidentally look at it because they had that conversation on had the to porch open the box they had that conversation on the porch of um. How long can you, you know, how long can you put me up while it's your house too? Yeah, it's definitely a house they inherited. Oh yeah, it's it, there was also, there was something else about their their dad that, which I think is hilarious. Well, because I think their mom killed their dad. Is that what it was? I think so. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh for sure. Uh, I I just also think it's hilarious because both of those actors are pretty famous English actors, or at least semi-famous. And they're doing playing rednecks, playing redneck. Yeah, I mean Ben Mendelsohn's also an English actor, so you got yeah. three mm. of the, the stars of this episode just doing southern accents. To me, the biggest flaw in logic is they've got this whole plan. Like we'll just we'll keep eyes on him, except then they all go, go to sleep at the, the biggest, same yeah. exact time. Yeah, that was the biggest yeah. flaw. I'm like, no, that's not how you do that. You were sleeping. <laughs> you can't give an alibi when you're unconscious. And then, I mean, he wakes up. Ralph wakes up. Ralph wakes up because he hears noises and the immediate thing is to pull his gun and almost shoot the guy he's supposed to be protecting. I mean, they couldn't have done the crime if he was dead. I guess, <laughs> but not everybody no, no, was no, even asleep inside the house. 
who else was awake? Uh, no, I'm saying the 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 two lovebirds were on the porch. And oh, I know they you, were asleep outside. Yeah. And you, the Yuli, whatever his name is, was in the car. You're right, asleep in the car. <laughs> Which they even comment on when the other two show up later. When Howie and uh, <laughs> you couldn't spring for a room. <laughs> yeah, I mean it doesn't make any sense, but you know what though? At least they had a plan. It wasn't the most well thought out, most convincing plan but they did something yeah but i mean and you, I, you, you guys are all right you're absolutely <laughs> correct but if someone walked up to you in your house today and said hey there is a werewolf coming okay what do you want to do about it like got any silver we can milk <laughs> i mean yeah all the I've, movie I've stuff monster squad i know what all do. the movie stuff is there for us to pull from but we don't, I mean, werewolves don't actually exist, but you don't know what you would actually do in that situation? Yeah, see, and... What if the, that lore is all wrong, I, you know? I get why the... the What kind of werewolf? The, bounce, werewolf? the, the strip club bouncer, <laughs> like, kind of accepted it because he kind of already, like, was... Clawed? Well, because he had been scratched. Right, and he and, had that feeling that something was in his head. And he had that feeling that something was in his head, and Ralph has already talked to him about, you know, this kind of, like, in the broad terms. So, like, him accepting it made sense to me. But why the brother just kind of went along with it made absolutely no oh, sense Oh, he's high. To me. <laughs> he's <Yeah>. high. <laughs> he's a little more open-minded. <laughs> I was just like, I was like, because I'm like, if you're coming at the coming to me at this cold... Which is why I'm also like the way it ended. I'm like, what are you going to explain to the police officers? Like, like really, like how are you going to explain? You can't arrest them because we're cops and we were here the whole time, and therefore you couldn't have done it because we're cops and we're all naturally good <laughs> and but we don't they, lie. I ever. mean, they even the, the, so it must be El Cuco. Like, uh, what even, are they going to tell the cops? Well, even with the the face of the guy in the video doesn't look like the face of the guy that they have. It like, does. It does look a little melty. It, it looks like it's completely stretched out. Like you. Know, so I would be like, yeah, that you couldn't even have that hold up in court, right? Like it looks completely different. Unless they got the You'd DNA on something, but yeah. <laughs> well, that's saying, the reason they found him because they got because of the DNA. Yeah, yeah. Um, which was incredibly fast on the backside of that mask right. for a crime that actually didn't happen. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, we're <sighs> Tennessee crime labs are just that good. No, <laughs> I, I guess you could argue he did, he was already in the system. He was, he was already on in the parole, system. Yep. But even yes, then, but he wouldn't have been top line in the system. He's not. <laughs> yeah, but, well, and the but he would have been in the system in Georgia, yeah, the right? That it sounds yeah, like that no. that police station in that area probably gets a lot of revenue from that caveathon. They commented how expensive it was. It probably. Oh, so there. Do you think that was in the same scare place? People away. Yeah. Oh, I didn't think it was. Ex- yeah, it was a whole. I, I didn't think they were in the same... I, they yeah. might have been in the same county, but I didn't think they were that close. Yeah, no, because the, one of the comments was, well, there's no hotel rooms available anyway with uh, whatever festival thing is going on. Thing. Yeah, it's a town with like a diner and right. like, two stores, two gas stations or something and like that. And a church. Yeah. And a bunch of caves. One yeah, but it's a church that's a in, a, it's in a strip mall. Like, you think there would be an actual church? I churches take over movies we have a church that took over the old kmart and i understand that but i'm just saying that if <laughs> Wait, is that what that is now yes yes <laughs> didn't know that yeah, me neither. <laughs> well they didn't take up the whole kmart no valid yeah uh 
Yes. I was hoping that'd become like a skating rink or something. It was supposed That's, to be a roller derby rink. Yeah. yeah. It'd be really expensive. Yeah. It's a lot of space. We do have a derby team here. We do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so, with the the cave-a-thon, <laughs> like, when the El Cuco was trying to take that kid, and, you know, I, I was honestly surprised that they wrote it in to the fact that the sister noticed and then said something instead of trying to just take it take him down by by herself. So she actually speaks up, hey, that guy's trying to take my, my brother kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I was almost like, oh, how is El Cuco going to deal with hillbilly justice? Like, <laughs> uh, Not well. Not no, well. I was like, I think there was actual fear in his eyes. Like, oh, God. I've never done this before. <laughs> so uh, he, but he did manage to get away, which was interesting. I think um, it definitely showed that he was getting desperate, too, because I feel like he wouldn't have normally gone into that big of a crowd either. Yeah. Well, they mentioned that they were pressuring him earlier in the discussion. Yeah. That they've been pushing him so to it, like move quicker than he was ready. Yeah. Because so he's been having to eat adults. He's had to eat deers. He had to eat, you know, whatever else the he's trying to get Jake is killing for him. energy up quicker because yeah. they're making him desperate, which is also kind of annoying because in that very episode, they talk about how they're making him desperate. And, oh, look, he's so desperate. <laughs> <laughs> uh what do you think it is about kids that gives him the full energy? Magic. Just straight up I, stem cells. Straight up innocence. And just <laughs> I'm going to go with uh, an idea from It, where um, it explains in one of the chapters where it's like a first uh, a point of view from the clown, mm-hmm. where he says that you know kids are just easier to scare because they're much more... Um, like I guess not simple, but like their fears are just easier to manifest. Adults are much more uh, abstract because if you come at me with a, my power bill, it's not gonna. Yeah, your student loans. Your student loans. How how do how do you manifest the fear of failure? <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, oh no, my divorce is coming after me. <laughs> so yeah, so um, I'm thinking that that's why it's. The children, it's just easier to to scare them, to you know, make them. Yeah, but I mean, I, no, I, see, you, I, have, you have a you have a sharpshooter like Jake that just takes people out like from distance, and that's food. No, I, I feel like he it's, needs the fear. He needs, yeah. That, I thought it was the guilt that he see, liked. That's where I think it is because the thing is, is when we talk about it frequently, parents should not outlive their children. Mm-hmm. Taking the life of a child produces yeah. so much more grief. Yeah. Oh, Expounding grief, not out. guilt. That's yeah. Right. Yeah. He's a grief eater. So, so it, it produces so much more grief than taking an adult. So essentially because Glory Maitland didn't have as much grief when her husband died mm-hmm. and her kids didn't because they didn't never believe that he was correct a bad guy. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the reason why he also isn't at full power yet. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Because less, I mean, while the victim's entire family died, you didn't have the victims and the accused's family destroyed. Also, like, if he, he kills a kid using Claude's face, like, he's not getting much from Claude's family because all that's left is his brother. And most people are going to be like, well, yeah, that dude's a piece of shit ex-con that's a strip club bouncer or whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. 
seems like that would have been bad choosing on his part because Terry Maitland was a guy who worked with kids. You know, he's a teacher, a baseball coach. Mm-hmm. Um, Hofstetter was a hospice nurse. Uh, I, I guess the lady was just a cocktail waitress. Cocktail waitress. So, but she but she had a huge family. Yeah. Yeah. So, was that also out of desperation that he picked Claude or? No, because he didn't know he was being followed when he picked Claude, because that was when he was Terry Maitland. Yeah. So. My guess is, is he just... Bad choosing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I mean... And it right. wouldn't have been a problem if people weren't looking for him, because then he could have just taken some more time and moved so on. It's just his bad fault that Terry Maitland happened to be at a conference in somewhere else, 60 miles away. With video evidence. With video evidence. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh... Ralph, coming around? Uh, annoyingly. He's, he's trying to. He, he, gotta no, he's let trying it come not to. No. He's really trying he's not to. you got to let it come at my own pace. Liz, like, if you're going to say that, then that means you already accept it, so just accept it. That would have been my retort. <laughs> you know, I, I like what they did with, uh, again, the whole cinematography that they're playing around with here, how whenever those two are talking, and just them two, just Holly, the Holly and, and Ralph. Okay. Um, one of them is always out of focus and it doesn't matter which one's talking. Usually the person in the foreground would be, you know, the in focus person Mm -hmm. and so on. And it seems like it didn't really matter. It's just kind of like, is it, you think it's like representing that they're not in phase with each other? Yeah, basically. I was like, I remember uh, a trick that they did with uh, something like that on Pulp Fiction where anytime two characters were in sync, they were always in frame together. But whenever they were uh, opposed somehow, either ideologically or just not comfortable with each other, then they always were separated on like a two camera setup. Mm-hmm. You know, one was uh, in frame, but not the other. Uh, so I thought that was kind of clever that they were doing that with those two because um, they were doing it a lot during the car ride. But then they still kept up that motif later on when they were already at the location. And like uh, Jess said, when he was saying, like, well, he's he's coming around to it, but at his own pace. And she was like, well, you need to hurry that up. Um, and it was still happening there. And I was like, oh, yeah, because he's he's having some major cognitive dissonance right now that everything that she said and explained basically makes sense. But it shouldn't, you know, in the logical you know, worlds. So it's like, well, I guess it's time to start believing in uh, fairy tales and all that. And, you know, a, a rational person shouldn't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, it's interesting where he's going with it now that, especially since where the episode ended and they saw a video proof of, you know, someone with Claude-ish face, you know? So it's being, definitely like something he has to, tr- ha- he really does have to accept. I mean, yeah. Even though he yeah. saw with his own eyes the evidence that Terry Maitland was in two different places at the exact same time. Mm-hmm. And it's now it's, again. he was actually with one of the persons. Correct. You know? yeah. So, I mean, there's no, you know, fighting that one now. Even, and I thought it was interesting too with uh, the redhead guy, the detective or whatever the other one was that didn't... Uh, show up until later with the lawyer private oh the private investigator the, yes I, I thought it was interesting that he said that the that, you know at first he was like yeah I'm not going to this right. little adventure you guys want to go on but it was the taste of brass that he said copper, yeah. copper. when right. he starts to be, he's basically saying he was getting the heebie-jeebies of like battle like when he was in uh, was it Iraq Iraq yeah mm-hmm. um, 
And I was like, oh, so something's telling him that there really is danger. Like, he was actually scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and he kind of came to grips with that and realized, well, you know, that that's for a reason. So either I stay here and stay scared or go over there and be scared anyway, but possibly be of some use, I guess. Maybe. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't I'll understand bringing Howie. Well, <laughs> yeah, that I feel was... like Howie was like, I got to see this. Because, I mean, Howie, as Howie pointed out to him when he was like, well, but I feel like I've abandoned Holly. He's like, she has three, <laughs> three detectives with her mm-hmm. watching her back. Three of the best detectives with her watching her back. Well, we don't know about uh, Prince Charming. We don't know about Prince Charming, but <laughs> that's what was how he was saying. Like, yeah, yeah, no, you're right. So, like, what good are you going to do? Like, really? <laughs> I like how you say Prince Charming, but like in a derogatory sense about him. I just don't know what his name is. Andy. Andy. Okay, oh. that's fair. Okay. <laughs> I just, I'm still I honestly calling just, him Prince Charming. I don't he's so know Prince Charming. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, know, I want to call Claude Andy because he's one of the he's Andys. The Andys from, <laughs> from, from Hot Fuzz. Uh, yeah, Hot Fuzz. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. No, huh? we, we have another Andy. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, interesting thing you brought up earlier, though, with the whole it is since it's both they're both Stephen King things. Is this a possibility? Like this is the same species that. It is Pennywise's. I definitely think like there's some kind of connection because um, it 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 functions in a very similar manner. Um, that one's fear, though, is whereas this one's grief. Right, right. Um, so there could be some kind of reference that there's these supernatural or maybe extra dimensional beings because that's what it is. He's not, not really supernatural. He's he's just a really hyper advanced alien. Oh yeah. Um, it's like Mr. Mixplick. Yeah, Mr. Mixplick. Mixplick. M Z X P L T K. Yeah, that guy. It's a DC character. You have to. He's a fifth dimensional imp. Yeah. You get him to say his name backwards to defeat him. Okay. Rumpelstiltskin. Which uh, <laughs> he just has to say his name. There's a couple of episodes of the 1980s Smallville or Superboy show where he comes out. Yeah. He's on Supergirl recently, too. Oh, really? He was on the 100th episode, played by Thomas Lennon. Really? Recast as Thomas Lennon, because he had already showed up. The character had already showed up in Supergirl like a couple seasons earlier, but as a gorgeous Englishman. How does Thomas Lennon play him? Great. Like like the in the animated series, like the Superman animated series, like very bumbling and goofy. Oh, okay. But he's not an imp, obviously, or do no. he do some kind of trickery? No. Nope. no. It's kind of... Really weird side note to that. You ever see or hear about the movie Tiptoes? I have heard about it. I've never seen it. Oh, and I don't. Yeah, I don't want to. It looks like one of the worst things ever. But yeah. I kind of want to watch it. No, <laughs> it's probably the one of the probably the most offensive things ever. It's it's, it's probably one of the most recently offensive movies. Yeah, that's I true. would definitely say Soul Man still up there as it's one of the most offensive. Song of the South. <laughs> oh well, yeah. If you want to take it back, Mark, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, off topic yeah so going back to so it's like a cthulhu lovecraftian thing it's yeah like an elder thing old gods uh within the same camp but not the same thing kind of situation i can see that uh what do you you two think i did you had any inclination that uh el cuco was in the vehicle with jake when he first picked up his truck 
Is it just a thing that sticks around with him? I, I that, Honestly, I don't understand how I that works. I don't think he was in the truck when he first went and got his yeah. truck from his house. Right. I think later I, on. Yeah. I think he then picked him up before he went and killed the fisherman and stole the fisherman's truck. Right. Mm-hmm. I thought it was also interesting that um, when he killed that one hunter or fisherman, fisherman whatever yeah. he was, mm-hmm. and he was like, oh, no, like that guy was full of cancer. Like, I need more food. I was like, the hell? Like that was kind of an interesting thing to point out. Just a weird See, thing to throw well, out that, there. Yes. That's where before we went on a tangent, I thought it was more like how, you know, Voldemort eats the unicorn oh, to like get his magic back. I think kids are more kids pure. Are more pure. Oh. Like that's where I think it's fresher more meat. fresher meat, more energy or just the fact that I mean more if we're talking about them. Like, if we're talking about a grief fairy, it can even be like purer souls and stuff like that. Like we're talking about the more I mean, if we're already in the realm of fantasy. Kids are like the caviar of uh, <laughs> yeah. Wow. That I would, was an I would, interesting expression you just made. More with like uh, veal. <laughs> yeah. <okay>. Yeah. Which <laughs> I mean, which is baby cows. Accurate description. Yeah. <laughs> uh, openly so say I love eating veal. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I was gonna say was with the whole being a grief eater mm-hmm. and the guy having cancer that might not be. Enough Un- grief. Well, yeah. I'm just saying that that's the reason why they picked him because he could smell the grief on him. Um, because he has cancer. He has cancer. So that's why they were like, oh, well, that like his nose, without for lack of a better term, directed him towards it that. It seemed more like randomness. Randomness. But but the fact that they threw in the he was full of cancer thing is weird. Like, well, okay, the writing would, is also very weird. <laughs> it is very like weird. Stephen King. Hey, writing. like that guy to Prince Charming. Like, let's write a guy to tell war stories. What war stories? <laughs> like, what are you talking? being a cop? Who talks about? <laughs> but what cop says that? Actually, I've, that line's not that. That is not the worst line in this episode. No, it's not. But <laughs> I've hung out with cops. They don't say that. I mean, they're all, they're both kind of corny cops, though. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, they're both written to be corny cops. This is true. I that. Yeah, this is it's true. Just, well, I, all the lines in here. <laughs> I really like the little interaction that Ralph had with uh, Holly regarding Jack, which, come to find out, is his Jack name or is. Jake? It's, it, well, it's actually John, but they actually make the point to say, uh, John, like, a.k.a. Jack, whatever his last oh, name okay. is. So, like, they call him Jack, but his name is John. Okay. So, I was like, okay, so we were right all along every time we <laughs> thought, is it John or Jack? <laughs> but, yeah, we'll just, I refer to him as Jack from now on. Okay. Now I know for sure. Um, oh, it's just Jake. like John F. Kennedy, right? Yeah. I thought like, it was John Jacob Jingleheimer. <laughs> it's all the names. Yeah. So, uh, what's the joke? How do you get... Jack from John. How do you get Dick from Richard? Yeah, and all that, whatever. <laughs> anyway, um, so I like the exchange that they had regarding Jack's character, where he goes into a little bit of his history of, you know, how he was, uh, you know, all set from a young age. He was a talented hunter. He wanted to turn that into a profession, so he joined the military. Like that whole right. exchange about how, like, he worked his ass off to get where he wanted to be, <laughs> and then just at the last moment, just couldn't nail it. Couldn't and pass a psych, psych eval. Yeah. <laughs> and that, but which, the, yeah, you kind of need to do to become a sniper. He, he passed a psyche eval to become a police officer. Not the same level. Not the same level of what you have to do to be a sniper in the military. No, I understand that, but. 
he's also not very in good in the head like no before yeah. the whole no. stuff started yeah. happening honestly him. with everything that he's been doing and everything you can tell the police force know that he does like yeah i'm exactly. surprised he's still a detective like he's just but then again Cherokee we are City is such a small town yeah we're talking deep south like it's just <laughs> so i mean I'm, I'm sure that when he failed the psyche valve in the army for being a, mm-hmm. a sharpshooter he, he realized okay i can't say certain things so i can get the next job which would be yeah. the police yeah. force after yeah, that he was guy done being just, a file clerk. Yeah. yeah. That guy just really wanted to shoot things. And also with the military <laughs> well, backgrounds. Like That's that, that one movie, uh, Jack Reacher. He's like, there's three people that join the military. It's the mm-hmm. one where it's the honor thing. There's mm-hmm. one that I just need a job. And there's the one where I just want to legally kill people. Yep. Yeah. So that's that's what Jake Jack was. Yeah, I think so. But, you know, just to be so close to your, your dream, your goal, and to have that just taken away you know that that's gotta hurt <laughs> and that's why she said yeah that's probably why the grief eater chose him or the cuckoo you know and i ref- i prefer when they called him grief eater to cuckoo because cuckoo just sounds so much sillier yeah it just takes away some of his mysticism for some reason okay i just you that's know. fine i we can call him grief eater Is it, well no i mean within the show itself oh, like, okay yeah. we can all call him that now because they call him that but oh. uh, i was like could you call him something a little more menacing or scary? <laughs> I mean, I, no, I'm not going to lie. Every time I say El Cuco, I keep thinking Coco, the <laughs> Pixar movie. <laughs> yeah. Even though I haven't seen it. <gasps> really? Oh, my Knew that was going to be a reaction. <laughs> yeah. You know what? It's probably better you don't. It's, 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 it's going to make you feel things. Uh, yeah. All the things. Uh, We're watching yeah. it. Nope. Overtime, overtime, overtime. After Mulan, overtime. <laughs> okay. All the Disney movies. You need to find out every single Disney movie he has not seen. That would just be all of them. Okay, See, then. All the Disney movies. Find out the ones I have seen. Oh, we, we <laughs> much do, faster. We could do a Disney podcast and we watch all the movies in order that they were released. Wow, <laughs> all of them? All of them. Like starting what in what year? What kind of time Live do you think we too? have? All the time in the world. <laughs> Uh, wow. however, John Jack <laughs> is, seems to be, do you, okay, do you think it's remorse that he's feeling for helping out, uh, the grief eater or is it more, uh, fear or some other type of emotion? Cause he, he obviously when he's feeding on, uh, was it the deer in that, in that cave? In the end, it was a deer. Yeah. When he actually threw the piece at John Jay. Yeah. <laughs> Jack, John Jay, Jack. Yeah. Which was just. It was, was another thing. It was oh, just Jingleheimer funny, Schmidt. but just so. Just really? Yeah. Like, what an asshole Lil Cuckoo is. <laughs> I don't like this bit here. He eats and molests children. Like. <laughs> And that's the part that gets you. <laughs> he threw food at him. Yes, that's the most human element of it. It's just. It's just oh, that's fair. That's just the slap say. in the face. It's like a slap in the face. It's the insult to injury. Yeah. Yes. Just rub it in. Uh, but back to my question. <laughs> what do you think he's he's feeling at that moment? I just, I don't know. Like other, probably depression and just desperation and just, he's stuck. He's just stuck. Yeah, shame, fear. Yeah, everything. Grief. Yeah, that too. That's fair. I mean, he's a murderer now. 
Like for sure. He, he, he is a murderer, yeah. He has come to terms with the fact that at the end of this, he dies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, he already tried to kill himself. But at, at this point, he knows that at the end of this, yeah. however this ends, he dies. Well, he might. I mean, he's come to that conclusion, but he might not. Like, Ralph and the rest of them might be like, well, we kind of save him because we know that he's not in control of his own actions yes but how do they explain that to a jury how they can explain any of this to a jury send them off to mexico <laughs> i mean <laughs> no jury needed what is the in any supernatural movie like when the cops show up and jason is finally dead like what do you you say this is a 13 year old kid that drowned in the lake and has grown to be six, eight feet tall and kills people with a machete like okay cool okay <laughs> <laughs> You brush Sounds it all under right. the carpet. Psych ward. And just move on. <laughs> just, just move. Put him in an Nobody empty grave, unmarked empty grave, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, anything else anybody wants to talk about? Was there any other interactions? Because we did. We got uh, the state trooper and Andy interacting. We had uh, Holly and and uh, what's his name? Ralph telling Holly the story yeah. about his mother and the and the record, and <laughs> she's like, "Yeah, that's just a coincidence." And he's like, "What? You got <laughs> That was funny though. She knew he was she knew yeah. BSing yeah. him. Yeah. They mentioned- oh, wait. That wasn't a true story? I don't think it was a true story. I think it was. I think it was a true story. I don't think I think was. she was just messing with him. I think she was messing with him. I think it actually was a true story. That's interesting that we, we came from di- came up with different uh, synopsis of that. For what was it? So when, like, as much as I think, I don't think Ralph is a liar. When Ralph was telling her the story about like when his mother passed she he went and found a record that she wanted to listen to Uh, and then 15 years after she passed when he was his son was born Mm -hmm. he thought about that interaction and the song came on the radio it's a very interesting song i had to look it up (laughs) oh yeah they didn't play it during the actual episode because there was a really weird song that they were playing towards the end when the whole uh, i don't it didn't sound quite like it, but maybe it was a cover of it. Wait, remember what the name of the song was? Uh, I'd have to look it look up. I don't remember. History. It was a weird name. Um, you know what? I Well, I didn't think that it was a lie. I think he was sincerely trying to connect with her and say, it's like, well... This is I'm the not, one supernatural thing yeah, that's ever like, happened to me. This is the one weird thing that it made me question, like, you know, if there's something more to reality or whatever, like that weird serendipity synchronicityness of it. And she was like, that just sounds like something that happened. Like, I don't see anything special <laughs> about that. Um, but I did notice that he mentioned that it was 15 years later. And I just thought, you know, because it seems like something like that would be too specific... The old dude uh, that's, I guess, the grandpa that's leading the family into the caveathon or whatever uh-huh. they call that, um, he also says that, you know, after 15 years of doing that, he's finally, like, bored out of his, like, uh, bored of it or whatever. Like, he's over doing that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And I was like, hmm, wonder why they threw in the, the 15, 15 years exactly, like, with this situation as well. Hmm. I was like, wonder if that's supposed to mean something. Also, that, I, didn't, I, I didn't quite understand if that was... Grandma and grandpa, or mo- just old mom and dad? Oh, no, I think grandma, 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 and grandma. Okay, they were probably hippies in the sixties, and this, mm-hmm. this was really cool back in the day. But now they're like, yeah, this it is. Was, yeah, it I mean, was fifteen years ago was still the yeah. early two thousands. Well, I'm saying that maybe they did it when they were younger and wanted to share the experience with their kids, their grandkids, and, or I uh, guess I don't know the the daughter that or the 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 female kid was probably over fifteen. 
Yeah, she was oh. early teens. Early teens, yeah. Somewhere between 13 and 15. Okay. Um, see, and I did not get that. But the story was true? Well, I guess the story could be true, but he definitely was... Teasing her is not the right word, but kind of. Okay. Just kind of that like poking like, oh, okay. So if you believe in all this supernatural stuff, then you're going to tell me that this was my mom speaking to <laughs> the Kind of the way that people who are not religious sometimes poke at people who are very religious. Right. That same kind of like, oh, yeah, it's the big being in the sky. Just that kind of. Okay. Okay. Subtle jab. So not so much that the story wasn't real, but just that he doesn't believe that there was anything there. Correct. Yeah. Okay. I, I can see that. I like that. Um, was, was there any other... There was oh. an interaction between Prince Charming and whatever detective they told war stories with. Okay. State <laughs> Trooper Unis? U- Uli? Uli, I think. Uli. Okay. Um, he says that um, Holly can go in a room... Oh yeah. <laughs> and tell which people are about to die. <laughs> by by getting real Just friendly with them and getting real friendly push- and then pulling back and then he Yuli goes to him and's like, Has she been doing that to you? And then he's just like, Oh, you fucking with me. <laughs> that was pretty good. I was like, yeah, there's what? supposedly dogs that can't do that though. Oh, well that, well that's yeah. A, that's a different thing. That's different. That's that's olfactory. That's they can smell the death on them. Mm-hmm. Wow. Like a smell cancer. So, uh, okay. If I think that's good for this episode. We have two more episodes left in the season. Which I don't know how they're going to catch and either kill or trial. No, we're going to trial. Episode 10, no, the trial of El Cuco. They're going to have to kill it. I mean, that's, that's the way that the Stephen King stuff ends, right? Like Do they you, kill him? You kill Pennywise. You, you don't send it away i guess they kind of sent it away in the first movie but well they, they it's in the book they pushed it back so yeah. they had to go into like uh, hibernation again or something i mean i guess they could, they could push it into hibernation this time i don't know it, it i am interested to see what they do in, in the last yeah. of it to, yeah. just to find out will this get a second season no i don't see how it could but so. isn't it like a trilogy of books or is it no, just one? Just I have no one. idea. Hmm. No idea. Just one. I looked it up. There earlier. you go. Just knows. Just one. <laughs> I have character. no idea whatsoever. No one else at this table does either. <laughs> <laughs> Only Mitch knows all the answers. Uh, okay. So John, if people want to talk to you more about this, where can they find you? I will be uh, on Twitter at magic bollocks. Usually you like to like throw in like a special thing. If you want to talk to me about. He doesn't want to discuss this anymore. Don't don't talk to me about anything right now. Okay. Uh, You can find me on Twitter. I'm at Mitchipedia GEM. GEM stands for Geek Elite Media. Elizabeth. You can find me with the Geek Elite Media Network. Uh, Jessica. Uh, Oh, if you ever want to tell me what your favorite Disney movie is and why you can tweet me at JM Bailey writes. Boom. And then you can put it on a list and then she'll, put it on a list she'll and make, force watch, watch it. Watch it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, the rest of Geek Elite Media is at Geek Elite Media on Twitter, at Geek Elite Media on Instagram, and Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Media is our Facebook page. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on our network on our website, geekleetmedia.com. 
But until next time, this is the Geeks Watch on the Geek Elite Media Network saying always remember to geek geek out. out. This concludes our broadcast.